Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord, we come to you this morning. We are reminded that you are a blessing in our lives. We're reminded, Lord, of the dark times and the exciting times, the road, the path that we have walked and will continue to walk. You are worthy of our praise. We are excited to be in your house this morning, excited for the things that you have for us, for the direction that you have for us. I pray this morning, Lord, that you quiet our hearts. That as we hear your word this morning, as we hear Brentley speak this morning, that you would guide our thoughts, that you would open our hearts and point us in the direction that you would have us to go. You are a powerful and mighty God. And we come to you looking for direction. We are so thankful to be together, Lord. We pray that it would be apparent and clear in our minds where you would have us to go. Guide our thoughts. Help us to grow closer to you this morning. Lord, for anyone who hasn't met you, I pray that they would meet you in a powerful way today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Scripture this morning will be from John 14. One through six. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you. Maybe I should say it again. My Father's house has many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you that I am going... Would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May God add his blessing as we continue singing this morning. Mantra this morning as we prepare to hear your word, I pray that you would open our hearts. That you would come and work work amongst us this morning. May it be powerful because you are a powerful and mighty God. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Are you ready, Lou? It hasn't, hey, Lou, it hasn't come up yet. There you go. <laughs> ah. Oh, we lost some candy. Ah. I, was, I was almost asked, I almost didn't tell her, you know. I was like, <laughs> I th- Ken, I thought about it, but I was in church, that someone said. So, 
<laughs> That's right. So I hope you're excited. I'm excited this morning. Um, just to give you a heads up, uh, we have been working through the process um, to find an associate pastor since last November. I don't want you to think we, this is not a fly-by-night. We, we actually spent about four months working to um, decide what the church needed. There were 10, ten uh, members of that committee, uh, and we spent four months trying to figure out what God wanted us, uh, what that job description might look like. And then we began the process of looking through applications and, and putting those out. And, and here we are about nine months later, um, and I have a candidate to bring to you, a young man uh, by the name of Brentley Postelic. Uh, his family is here, uh, his grandparents Richard and Shirley, and his parents Todd and Tracy, uh, his girlfriend Kimberly, Cammy and Callie, right? And cousin Devin. <laughs> I wrote most of them down, so <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to um, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Uh, this is the culmination of a lot of uh, prayer. Uh, we have been praying uh, for about a year and a half, well, about nine months for this, but there's been this transition for about a year and a half, and that's, it's exciting uh, to come to this point. I'd like to tell you about his resume, um, but it's I, I, one, I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> Two, I want to give him a chance uh, to share who he is uh, and uh, a chance for him to share the gospel with us this morning, uh, what God had laid on his heart. Uh, one thing I didn't mention in the announcements um, is that if you're a member of this church, we have a meeting at 2 p.m. We'll be here at 2 p.m., final questions for Brentley and then we will vote uh, secret ballot. If you're not a member, you're more than welcome to come and listen and ask questions, but uh, you will be asked to refrain from voting. But I forgot to announce that, and I want to make sure that we do that. 2 p.m. sharp, we will start the meeting here. So I, I, I give you Brentley. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. You. Are we on? I have a little red light. All right, excellent. Just checking. So as he said, my name is Brentley Pastelic. Uh, pew number two is occupied by my family, and then I've got some very close family friends. I've referred to him as Uncle Leroy for years since I was little, and his wife, Sveta, uh, about third from the back. Yeah, there we are. Uh, so I am well supported and surrounded, um, so that means I've got to at least try and pretend to behave. Um, so... First off, I just wanted to uh, introduce you guys to my family. They're all here at the moment. Um, also got the dog. We didn't bring the dog today. Uh, he stayed home. He's crazy enough all by himself. Uh, but again, uh, I've got my parents, Todd and Tracy, uh, my two sisters, Kamea and Callie. Well, here, I'll take it back. So Todd, Tracy, Kamea, Callie, uh, and then the lovely Miss Kimberly, the one sitting in between them, who's blushing. She's great. Uh, and then I was blessed to have my grandparents here today as well, uh, my cousin from Pittsburgh. Um, so I am real well supported today, and it was a blessing. And I have pictures of all of them, so um, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know Devin was coming until yesterday, so maybe. There we are. Excellent. So uh, a little bit about my education. I am from around here, went to Fairview High School back in the day. I uh, did a little bit with extracurricular. I played a lot of lacrosse, did that my first three years. Um, I did some stuff with 
theater. I did football one year. wasn't really my thing. Um, I was like left JV bench. It was not so good. Um, but I played, nevertheless. Uh, then I went to college. I went to Liberty University, studied global studies, which is kind of like a missiology degree. Um, so I studied a lot about different cultures, cross-cultural communication, that sort of a thing. There were also a lot of Bible classes. Um, I studied uh, theology. I studied uh, just, they had overviews of the New Testament and Old Testament, um, where we talked a little bit about the context of each of the book, generally speaking, what each book meant, uh, and was about uh, who the books were written to or for, that sort of a thing to get a little context. Um, did inductive Bible study, which was focused on taking the scripture and really dicing it apart and looking at what it means, breaking it into um, phrases uh, for uh, key context, key words, uh, looking them up in different languages and making sure that we really understood how to pull apart the scripture and understand it. Hermeneutics, which was like doing that all over again, but also adding in some of the historical and social context of the time so that we could better understand how to apply it today. I took an apologetics class for fun. Um, so I've, I've got some experience in this. I certainly wouldn't say that I am uh, an expert or that I know everything, uh, but I've got a little bit of learning under my belt. I also studied French and camping and outdoor adventure leadership. I know you guys are super supportive of Camp Judson. I was out at another local summer camp, uh, WLD Ranch. Uh, they're a non-denominational Christian camp out in Fairview. Uh, they're affiliated with the uh, Federated Church out in Springfield. And uh, I was with them for about eight years doing all kinds of different things. So I love that you guys are involved with camp. And I totally understand your fire for camp ministry. It's awesome. It's a great way to reach out to people. And I've got a lot of experience with that and took some classes more or less on how to run a Christian summer camp. Uh, and I also minored in French. Um, with my global studies degree, I was required to have a semester-long internship overseas with a Christian organization doing mission work while being a full-time online student. I did that in Paris, France for three months. Uh, I didn't get a visa, so I couldn't do my full internship there. My last month, the Lord sent me to Watts, Los Angeles. Um, so... I've got some experience domestically, internationally. I've done a lot of serving, uh, and that's what I studied. And I worked my butt off. I was in the honors program. Uh, I had a 3.9, so I kept my nose to the grindstone. Uh, in fact, in the little picture there, I don't know how well you guys can see it, but um, when you're in the honors program, you get a medallion, so I decided to bite it, like, you know, the whole gold medal in the Olympics thing. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, just a few different things about me, uh, for those of you who uh, weren't here last night and didn't get the, the rundown. Um, my favorite color is gray. Might not be super exciting to you, but I like it. Uh, je parle de français assez bien. Je l'ai étudié au lycée et à l'université aussi. Et puis, j'ai habité à Paris pendant trois mois, 2017. So, I speak French pretty well. Um, for fun, I like to play guitar, I like to read books, I like to hit the gym, uh, and I like to go do stuff outdoors. Uh, in fact, the other day I was looking at buying my boss's kayak, but I need to get a roof rack for my car so that I could move the kayak first. Uh, so still a couple things to get in order there, but uh, those are just a few of the things that I like to do in my spare time, um, just for you guys to get to know me. Now that I've introduced myself, we're going to get into the Word, which is the real reason that 
we're all here today. Uh, it's not about me. It's about the Lord. And speaking of that, I am going to open in prayer before I start really delving in. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to be in your house, to get into your word, and to delve into the truth of your scripture so that we can better live our lives for you. We ask these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I was thinking, I was praying, I was trying to figure out, what should I preach on? Uh, and I was thinking about some of the key verses, some of the things that we hear about, that we think about all the time, and John fourteen six popped into my head, where Jesus said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man may come to the Father but through me. Um, and I thought, well, what does, that, what does that mean? What does that look like for us? So I looked at the passage, and I divvied it up into several different sections. Ooh, it's a little bit small. I don't know how many of you guys can read that. I'm sorry. Uh, it looked bigger on my computer. I apologize. Uh, so it says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Looking at this whole passage so that we have some context for Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, um, first thing that stuck out to me was, in my Father's house are many dwelling places. Jesus is referring to his Father. Now, we all understand thinking, oh, well, it's Jesus. So his Father is God. His house is in heaven. But reading that is quite the statement. This is Jesus claiming that he is the Son of God. I don't think that we should take that lightly, especially considering what that would mean to those Jews back in that day. After that, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus wants us to be with him in heaven. He went there to go prepare a place for his disciples. He went there to go and make room for them so that where he is, they could be with him. Jesus wants that fellowship, that communion with us each and every day. And Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. What are you talking about? You haven't, I mean, your father's house. He might have been thinking of uh, Joseph's house back in Bethlehem throwing a party. I, I don't know what he was thinking. But he said, we don't know where you're going. How on earth are we supposed to know how we're going to get there? What are you talking about? And then Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I looked in these words, and I thought to myself, Jesus was answering all of their doubts, all of their questions with himself. He wasn't pointing them to something else. He wasn't pointing them to a scripture. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So, 
I looked at these words, uh, and I went to my Bible dictionary, and I started with the way. And it said that the definition here for way could indicate something like a path, but it didn't necessarily just mean a path. It could be like a mode of, of getting from a place to another place or a progression. This is something that indicates growth and change. And thinking about that, it also reminded me that a lot of the early Christians in the book of Acts were referred to as followers of the way. And I think that that speaks volumes of what we are supposed to be. We aren't supposed to just be people who come in on Sunday and Wednesday and give a certain amount of our annual gross income. We are supposed to be someone, we are supposed to be a group of people who follow a way, who have a lifestyle of dedication to the Lord. Uh, And this idea of following a way for the Lord reminded me of Psalm 119, um, where it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God has a direction for us. He has a way for us to follow, and that way is Him. We have an example through Christ to follow. Uh, which actually reminds me of something that Paul said, uh, that we should imitate him, for he imitates Christ. Um, we, are, we, we have that example. The next thing was the truth. Now, the word here for truth is just like we use it today. Uh, it's something that is irrefutable. It is simply factual. Uh, and so, looking at that, if we're to live our lives according to Jesus, we need to not only think of him as truly God's son, but we need to think of his words as true. And it reminded me of a passage in John chapter 8. It says, I have many things to speak and judge, sorry, I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And the things which I heard from him, these I speak to the world. They did not realize that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me, and He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. And as He spoke these things, many came to believe in Him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed Him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, it was was the last verse there that reminded me of following Jesus as the truth. But you can't just skip to the, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, without knowing what's going on before it. The whole context here is that there are Jews who are following Christ, who are learning more about him, who are understanding him, they're believing in him, not only as a teacher, but as the Son of Man, as the Messiah, as God. And he was saying, you know, when I'm lifted up, when I am, I don't know if by lifted up he was speaking here strictly to the cross or also his ascension afterwards, but he said, when you are lifted up, you will know. He said that we could put faith in him, that we could believe that he is true, and that believing in that would make us free. Believing in Christ as the Messiah, as the sent one, 
as the Son of God, will set us free. He is that truth. Last thing was the life. The Greek word here refers to our earthly lives. When I first read this verse, I'd kind of assumed that it was speaking of heaven. You know, I am the way to live your life. I am the life, I, you know, the, the way to have a fulfilling life. And it's, it's not just that eternal. It's not just that sort of spiritual life. It's about your every day, going to work, nine to five, coming home to the kids, making dinner, washing the dishes, everything you do. He is the life. So it's not just about heaven. It's not just about getting saved. It's about living your everyday life for him. And that's what he demands of us. Uh, And that reminded me of another passage in John. I think everything I've got up here today, except for that little verse from Psalm, is from John. Uh, And it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him He bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, by the way, I apologize. For those of you who are trying to follow along, this is John 15, uh, starting verse 1. I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, Starting verse 6 now. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And And they gather them, and they cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that uh, you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I, I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. So, the reason I picked this passage was that this idea of abiding. When you think, I mean, you guys, you live in Northeast, you know about grapevines. And you cannot have a cluster of grapes unless it is healthily attached to the vine. It's not going to get the nutrients that it needs. It's not going to have that source of life. It's going to wither, it's going to die, and it's not going to bear fruit. And for us to have that full life, for us to have the nutrients, for us to get that purpose and fulfillment, in order for us to bear fruit, we need to abide in Christ. We need to seek him as our source of life, just like those grapes do on the vine. And if we're not abiding in him, unfortunately, it means that we are going to wither and die just like a cluster of grapes would. Now, the last thing that Jesus says in this passage, is that no one comes to the Father but through me. All of these statements that he's made, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, they're exclusive. He's not one of the ways, he's not one of the truths, he's not one of the lives. It's exclusive. It is him and him alone, his way or the highway. 
And I think that we need to really remember that. He is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to a fulfilling life here on earth. No exceptions. No ifs, ands, or buts. So I think the way that this really all plays together is that we need to follow Jesus, and his example is the way, believe in him as the truth in order to have a life that is full and be with him in heaven. Now this, as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about uh, the way, it's, it's not simply a, a Sunday and Wednesday commitment. This is a surrendering of your full life. Now if you haven't given your life to Christ, if you don't know what that means or what that looks like or how to give your full life to Christ, I totally encourage you to talk to myself, Pastor Dan, our worship leader, his name's Mark, yes? Yes, Mark, all right. I'm starting to learn names, maybe. Uh, Mr. Yes, that's true, yes, Mr. Bartlett. That works for like a third of the church, so that's a safe bet. Now, for those of you who've already committed your life to Christ, I encourage you to continue following in this way. I encourage you to use your gifts, to volunteer at the church. Uh, that was actually one of my first questions to Pastor Dan when we started candidating. I wanted to know how involved you people were in serving the community. And he said that with your VBS, you had so many volunteers that everyone had a very, very specific job, and that some people only volunteered one day a week because you had such a long list of people who wanted to volunteer. And I think that that's incredible. It's almost unheard of. Uh, I'm not trying to just, you know, puff you guys up full of, of hot air and I don't know what. But uh, I think that that is incredible, just hearing that you have so many people willing to serve. But I encourage you to keep that up. We can't let that die, and we can't just keep, you know, kind of coasting after you do one real big thing. And so I encourage you to really keep serving in that way. Uh, and there's always things to do. Pastor Dan has told me that there's one thing that I'll never run out of, and that's work, it, should you guys let me on. Uh, and I think that that's awesome, and that means that there is always endless opportunity to serve, to give of your gifts, your talents, your time. So I encourage you to think about that, pray about that, and continue to follow in him each and every day. Read the word, love your neighbor, and try to figure out how you can serve in this family, in this community, in this church. So thank you so much for your time. I'd like to close in prayer. Uh, wish you guys a great Sunday. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we had to pick apart your word, to analyze what it means to truly live a life for you uh, according to your way, your truth, and the life that you have set for us. I ask that you would help us to reflect on these things throughout the week, meditate on your word, and not allow ourselves to grow stagnant, but continue to thrive and abide in you each and every day. I ask these things in your precious and heavenly son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.